like this man. He's probably not even wearing a shirt doing this interview, but nobody can see. He's forever Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders. He went to the Ohio State. I said he was very fast in the day. Mm -hmm. I don't know how fast he is today because my guess is if he ever was in that range that he was in as a track star at Ohio State, he would pull, I'm sure, hammies, quads, about everything else, I, I can, think. I can vouch for the fact that he had on a shirt earlier this morning. Okay. Because well, I, I saw him yeah. earlier this morning. Did he cut off the sleeves? No, no. No, he had sleeves on. Oh, wow. Because, you know, he was trying to keep the natives calm. Well, in fairness, I wanted to watch because you told me yesterday he was coming on, and yeah. I wanted to watch. 7.45 is not an egregious time for me to watch. But you knew – I've told you about my week. You knew I was exhausted yesterday. Yes. I took melatonin last night. And oh, it's, it's and it was over. It's 99. It was over. It's, see you later. Nine hours later. Chris, what's going on? So I missed it. Man, what, what is going on? First of all, can I ask you a question? You know, would Taylor Lewan come for uh, $2 million? I want you to answer that question. I think you heard my answer. <laughs> I really didn't sugarcoat it, did I? <laughs> I really, there was no. no room for, you know, like, what was he really saying? No, it was pretty crystal clear. Man, how y'all doing, man? It's good, to, it's good to hear from you. Also, I'm mad at you, number one. I called you five times yesterday just to see how you were doing, and you never called me back. Uh, well, Dang. first of all, you're on the McFarland show, so you Dang. have to specify which McFarland you're talking he can't to. be mad at me because I don't have his number like that. So <laughs> it can't be me. And I just saw him, so he ain't mad with me. It's okay, not me. Exactly. I mean, I just thought we were friends. Okay. I mean, we were friends back in the day. And, you know, I call you. You don't call me back. I see how the family's doing. I mean, you don't send me nothing. You don't say I or nothing. Oh, you said were. So that's past tense. Did you just go <laughs> past tense? We were friends? Yeah. Is that what you just did? Dang. Yeah, man. Wow. We're not pals anymore. Okay. Well, I need you to answer this so our audience yes. can hear this. Yes, sir. Did I, Darren, because you have to specify which McFarland, call you back several times? Uh, you did not call me back at all. I <laughs> cried for like 22 man. seconds. Liar. 22 seconds. Liar. 22 seconds. That is not true. I called and I called and I called. I mean, I could have, I could have had a flat. I could have, you know, needed a haircut. I mean, you didn't call me at all. You are a man of faith, and your nose just hit Murfreesboro. He said, "Okay, the truth that is, is not true." He said, "The truth is Remember, not in you." The truth will I, set you free, Chris. The truth will yeah, set you free. He, he did. He called me back multiple he times. Me back multiple, multiple times. times. Then I called him back, and he still didn't send me a text or nothing. Still love yeah. you. You're okay. my pal. All right, we did play a lot of tag, didn't we? I was out of breath. We played so much fun. I was too. (laughs) All right. I'm going to, I don't want to get, we're having fun. We're having fun. Sure. I don't want to get you in a bad mood, but I do want to ask you if you've seen this and you may not have because it just came out. Okay. On Sunday night. So it's been five days, but have you watched the 30 for 30 bullies of Baltimore? Yeah, they, they dogged a mess out of the, uh, the Tennessee. Yeah. I'm upset. I mean, I'm throwing the mic. Yeah, I'm throwing the microwave okay. at the TV. I'm throwing uh, shoes. I'm throwing uh, Tic Tacs. Anything I got my hands on, I'm throwing it. I mean, they, I mean, they literally dogged us. But hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they they were the best defense that I've ever went against. I mean, you got Ray Lewis. You had guys in the secondary that will run through your lips. So you, you they, they deserve it. I mean, they did it. They bullied everybody. They were nasty. They had Saragusa. They had guys that they were physically intimidating. So yeah, they they deserved it. Well. 
you guys deserve a lot of credit too because it, as you know as you watched it it's two hours long the Titans were the most prominent team in that <laughs> 30 for 30 okay besides the Ravens which is who it's about the Titans there was more emphasis on the Titans than any other team in the I league know. by far they were cussing us out and everything man well and, again but it says a lot about you guys Chris it does it really right? does right because their focus was heavy on what you guys yep. were doing Yep, and just the individual wars that were going on. You had Ray Lewis going against Eddie George, and, you know, they, they were their best friends off the field, but just watching those cats go at it. I think the rivalry really started, you know, when um, you know when they came and beat us in 2000, you know, when, when uh, I think it was Ray Lewis, you know, caught that touchdown, and I mean, caught the interception and took it the distance. And I just think that that, when, that was when the rivalry started brewing because we didn't like them, they didn't like us, Ray didn't like Eddie, Eddie didn't like Ray on the field. Now, not off the field, but it was one of those games that you better put your mouth guard in, you better tighten up your helmet, you better wear every pad because you will get hit square in the nostrils. So they were the most physical team you ever faced? Uh, it's the, they're the second. They're, they're, in my opinion, the, 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 the most physical team that I've ever went against was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it was my uh, uh, rookie season when, when, when they had Greg Lloyd and those cats and, and Carnell Lake. That team was physical. When I say that team was physical, mm. that team was physical. I know the, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, they say they're the bullies and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. When you played against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you didn't have to, uh, you know, walk in the locker room and say, "Oh, it's Pittsburgh week." You absolutely knew it because you better believe there was going to be a war in that uh, on that game. Was that the team that played Dallas in the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that team. That was, game. Woo. Yeah. That woo. was Kevin Green yeah. and Greg yeah, Lloyd. But, yeah. Greg, Greg, let me tell you something. Greg Lloyd Perfect. almost took my spleen out. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I ran. I ran a crossing around my rookie season. I'm thinking I'm cool. Like, well, I ain't gonna get hit. He hit me square in the mouth. My spleen popped out. And then I'm not going to fight him because he's a black belt in karate. So I'm, I'm in a bad situation. I'm in a black bad situation all around. Just went to the sidelines. You, say, you know what? <laughs> just, just walk back. What's and going on over here? To, yeah. And then I wanted to write him a note and apologize. Like, hey, man, I am so sorry. I ran across the ground. I'll never go in your space again. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, he was a bad yeah. man. <laughs> he was a bad <laughs> man. Whoa, and his eyes were red, and, you know, it's, it, I'm telling you, man, I, I know there's some great linebackers, but that dude right there, the motor that he had, the, the awful face mask that he had, yeah, he looked like he the can face mask was right. In, seri- it was. in all seriousness, that yes. 95 Steelers team and that Ooh. 2000 Ravens, I think it'd be Ooh. the first team to six would win. I mean, honestly. Two. I don't know. It, yeah, it, I don't know if you could score. There wouldn't be a touchdown, would nah. there? You you don't even okay. Let me give you a perfect example. That 2000 team, uh, uh, the Ravens. Let me tell you how good their defense was. When we played them in the in the playoff games, we had 479 yards offense against them. But what they did is they created turnovers. And then on offense, they had 76 yards. That means they basically say, you know what? We can win with our defense. We don't even need you, Trent Dilfer. We just we just got this defense that'll score points. They didn't even score a touchdown on offense. The defense did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and people don't remember in that Super Bowl, Emmitt Smith, the great 
Emmitt Smith, you know, the leading <laughs> yeah. rusher in NFL yeah. history. Uh, yeah. Bam Morris outrushed him in that game. Emmitt Smith didn't Bam do anything. Bam Morris. <laughs> De- Emmitt wow. Smith didn't do anything that game. And remember, it was the interceptions, unfortunately, by Neil. Absolutely. That, yeah. that did the Steelers in. It wasn't the Cowboys, sure you know, wasn't. doing things at will on offense. It wasn't. Yeah, but that game, I'm going to tell you, that, that Pittsburgh, that, I mean, every time we played against the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you look at the games, it wasn't no like 24 to nothing, 34 to 5, or 34 to 2. It was 7 3. Yep. 17-14, It was a physical, physical game. And I, I remember one story. I think it was in 1995 or 1996, I can't remember, where they where we had that big old brawl. This one was the Houston Oilers. When I tell you, I, I, I avoid, you know, fights. So I'm watching it and eat my, have my popcorn while I was watching. I just moseyed on out so I didn't get fined. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Uh, Marcus Robinson and Chris Dishman, those guys were crazy. Uh, by the way, Low Neal is going to join us at three o'clock. Man, that dude—he's—he's he's one. That's one small guy that has no neck. I love that dude. <laughs> 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 You ain't, you ain't lied, though. You're not lying. In, in all seriousness, <laughs> you're not lying, At though. fullback, was he not a beast at fullback? What, let me tell you something. One of the nicest, meanest guys you ever, yes. you ever uh, play against. And this is, this is how he is. I remember we were playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, uh, one of the linebackers gave a cheap shot on Eddie George, and Eddie George was limping back to the huddle. You know how you know how Lorenzo is. He's like he's a real big guy, no neck, but he had a high voice. He's like, Eddie. It's okay. Just follow me. They're not going to do that again. <laughs> Ran the same play. Ran the same play. Bow, bow, bow. Hit the dude in the mouth. Touchdown. He runs up to the linebacker. He says, I told you I was going to get you. I told you I was going to get you. <laughs> Devlin, yes. flag that, yes. okay? Flag yes. that right he, now. Flag hey. that. Very that is visible. hilarious. Oh my but gosh. the one thing that he was the one thing he was terrible about, his catching ability was awful. It was like catching with two elbows. That's the only bad thing about him. He's, it is the worst. Catching with two elbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How you like, do that? You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> How you do that? You can't. You can't. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get out of track, but he was awful. I don't know how he, I don't know how he uh, caught the, the Music City Miracle, the pass. I can't believe he caught it. <laughs> I can't believe it. The, I still the real miracle is he caught yeah, the ball. The real miracle. That's why it's called a Music City Miracle, because of that guy right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I just got to tell okay. you. Gotta so, tell in you. all seriousness, because you live the life, Yes, sir. You you know what I'm talking about, especially when you're Taylor one. You've made like a hundred million dollars, right? Like when I I was telling Justin off the air, and obviously I took it on the air. Like for people to think that he's coming back for the league nah. minimum or some team friendly deal or play for chump change just to uh-huh. help out the Titans. Like, give me a break, right? He's yeah. not going to do that. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Darren is. If I'm if I'm a, 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 a offensive coordinator, if I'm a general manager, I wouldn't sign him. I wouldn't even give him two or three million, regardless. And and I say this in a respectful way. I'm not being disrespectful, and I'm not being mean. But to be in this league, you can be a great player, you can be a great tackle, you can be a great wide receiver, but you have to be available. And if you look at the, the all the years, he'll be available for five or six games. Then all of a sudden, he's out for four or five games. So even though he's dominant when he plays. He's unavailable. So if I'm a general manager and I'm a head coach, out of respect, I will go a different direction because he's available, not because of his talent. 
Chris, I, I got to ask you about uh, your experience that so many guys this weekend are experiencing out there in Arizona, yes. and that is the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, two days before the Super Bowl, how are you feeling? Are you able to sleep at night? Are you so excited? No. I mean, how was that period before you play one of the biggest football games of your life? You know, I think the, 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 the two days before that, you know, you're a little nervous. I don't think it really hits you when you get on the bus and you're actually driving, you know, to the stadium. They're saying, this is for real. You know, you're nervous. I can't eat. I mean, I think I lost like four pounds. I look like uh, Gary Coleman. So it, it was kind of, kind of, kind of tough like that. But, but actually, when you get to the stadium and it sits in that you're in the Super Bowl, that's when the butterflies are coming in. That's when you're nervous. That's when you're like, this is for real. But once you actually get into the game and you get a tackle, or you make a block, or you make that first catch, you basically say, okay, this is just another game. It's just Super Bowl attached to it. Talk to me about the whole experience of of the oh. week and meeting oh all gosh. the people. Now, listen, oh. Darren and I were both at the game. Okay, I was mm-hmm. at the game. Darren was at the game. I know who I saw, but I didn't get yeah. to meet anybody. You see people, <laughs> yeah. and you walk past people. It was like, was that yes. LL Cool J just now? Man, that was LL Cool J. I mean, it's weird like that. Super Bowl is weird like that. Who did you meet out there, Uh, even though I know you're prepping for a game, but who did you run into out there? You know, it's so funny. I I grew up watching Lynn Swan. And and I met Lynn Swan, but here's the crazy part. I'm like, Lynn Swan, can I get your your picture? And this is when, you know, videotaping wasn't good. So I had one of those VHS tape things where you take, (laughs) where I had that. So I'm like, can I tape? Can I? He's like, yeah. I was like, I, like I grew up watching you, and my tape died. Oh. So, so, and then, but here's the best part of the whole doggone Super Bowl is I remember I saw, I think I saw Sylvester Stallone, but then I saw uh, Tina Turner, and I talked about this earlier. And I told, I saw her coming out the locker room. I said, Miss Turner, I said, you know, you're one of my favorite artists, and she kissed me on the cheek. And I looked at her like, can we just go on and get just married tomorrow? And she said, do you love me? And I was like, no, you know, what's love got to do with it? I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. Oh, my gosh. Rim oh, shot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there it goes. Oh. Exciting what times. Is, Life and times what, with Chris Sanders. Yeah. What the hell is happening? Life and times with Chris Sanders. All right, Chris, listen, let me, yes, uh, let me, let me, let me, a couple more questions sure. here. Sure. Um, Earlier this earlier this uh, this summer, I believe there was this viral moment here locally, where somebody really honestly thought that somebody had made up this team that you were a part of, and that team is the Tennessee Oilers. They said, "What are you mm-hmm. talking about? There's no such thing as the Tennessee Oilers. Y'all made that up." Now, now how do you respond to people? Because Chris, even though you only played for the Titans franchise, you technically yeah. played for three different teams. You yeah. played for the Houston Oilers, the Tennessee Oilers, <laughs> and then the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's, all within a six-year period. So, how do you respond to people who say, "Man, what do you t- the, the Tennessee Oilers? What is that? That, that never existed." I, I I disagree with them. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, no, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I can understand what what when they ask those questions and people say that because. The name doesn't sound – it doesn't doesn't ring a bell. When you say Houston Oilers, you're like, man, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. But when you hear Tennessee Oilers, it, I mean, it's like oil and water. It just doesn't mix. So that's why a lot of people are confused and didn't really understand what we were talking about. But when you say Houston Oilers, they understood. But when they say Tennessee Oilers, you're like, what in Sam E. Hill are you talking about? So I just shake my head and be like, you know, it's the, it's the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans. And then now they be like, okay, it's the same team. Okay. So you have to just educate them <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just like, yeah. 
disagree with him. Just disagree. Earlier this week, uh, your yes. former your former teammate Eddie George uh, spoke about. Uh, he was talking uh, talking to uh, Uncle Shannon over there, uh, yes. and he was talking about the uh, Steve McNair, and he was mm. talking about the fact that he still dreams about Steve, and he mm. can hear Steve laughing even now. Yeah. After all these years, uh, now I know yeah. Eddie and C played together a lot, and so and so did you. Yeah. How often does that still cross your mind uh, about number nine? You know, I just, I just, he reminds me of the, some of the stories and some of the, you know, the battles that you were in with him. And I'm, I'm gonna share one with him. We were playing the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, you know, Steve McNair just, you know, ran a play, and all of a sudden, one of his fingers were broke. They were pointing at the one of his fingers was pointing at himself because it was turning the opposite way. Oh. And we're sit, we're sitting in a huddle. And and Frank Wycheck is like, man, you need to you need to call a timeout. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. So now he calls the play, and everybody's not paying attention to the play. They're looking at the finger that looks crazy. Looks like you know one of the cats from Adam's family. So we're looking at that, and he goes up to the line of scrimmage and he goes through the cadence and he pops it back in. You can see him pop it back in, and then he takes a snap and he runs a 44 yard touchdown. And I said to myself, what in the Sam E. Hill? Is this guy they can they can tolerate that pain and forget about how he feels to put his team on his back? Those are the kind of stories that I remember about Steve McNair. Oh boy, uh, yeah, man, yeah, tough yeah. as nails. Oh my goodness, man. There's so many so many different things happen with him, and you know, just to hear Eddie, you know, wax poetic about Steve and the laughter and all that other stuff. Just yeah, it, it was really really it kind really of a uh, kind of a special thing. The other thing I wanted to to ask you about is. The, the the transition that you have to go through. Right now, Chris, we're in the offseason, yeah. um, or we're about to be officially in the offseason, and there's going to be a lot of guys who think they may be coming back to the team they just left, and yeah. they don't know it yet, but they're about to move on. So how, yeah, how do you yeah. get yourself in the mindset of, after all this time I've been drafted, I'm yep. playing, oh. and now I'm a free agent? What is yeah. what is that like? You know, it's tough, and I had to learn that, you know, the hard way when I got released from the Tennessee Titans and went to the Cleveland Browns and came back to the Tennessee Titans. But we always talk about guys being a professional and guys doing the right thing, but this is what I had to do as an individual. I had to take the emotions out of it. Because when you when you when you when you uh, carry those emotions, well, I got drafted in the third round. I led the league in yards per catch. And, you know, you did this to me. Then now becomes emotional. But I had to sit back and say, you know what? Okay. I'm a uh, I'm a salary cap casualty. They need to move on forward. They need to get some money. So I had to handle it in that situation. But if you carry your emotions with it, if you carry those emotions to where they did this to me, I get I sweat and I did this for them. Then now you're going to go to the next team and you're going to carry that bitterness and you're going to get cut again. So that's kind of how I handled it. I just took the emotions out of it. Chris, our producer Devlin here is from Ohio and uh, uh, the Ohio State. I, I, <laughs> Yes, the Ohio State, sir. <laughs> He's a huge Buckeye fan, and he yeah. was. Uh, we were talking before the show started about uh, coaches down here uh, in high school football, and the fact mm. that you know we have NFL players as yeah. high school football assistant coaches. Yeah. And Devlin looked at us. He was like, "Yeah, Southern Southern high school football is just different." He's like, it it's is. just different. It's not yeah. like this in Ohio. Uh, can, can you? Is that true? Can you talk about just how different it is down here where you have guys yeah. like, you know, like Kevin Mawai, a pro football Hall yeah. of Famer, at, at a, at a head, as a head coach at a high school? Man, I, I think it's really, really cool. And it's funny when you talk about Kevin Mawai because I actually coached him two years. 
you know, when you love the game and the game is the football has done a lot for you, I think it's our responsibility to pass the torch to these high school kids or even college or even the pro level because the thing about it is you have, we have all this knowledge, all this experience, and all these things that we've been through. I think it's our duty to develop these kids. Let me tell you something. When I first, re- when I first retired from the NFL, I did not want to coach. I didn't want to be around it. But I had to understand how our lives impact these kids. We're molding these kids to be our leaders. And I'm going to share this story, and I'll be real quick. But I was coaching at CPA, you know, when I retired. I retired for – I was retired, and I came back two years and coached at CPA. But there was a kid that I coached. His name was Trip Ware. And I'm coaching him in this and that. And um, he said this. We were at our banquet. He said, you're the father I've been looking for. Mercy. I was done. Mercy. When, when, he, when he said that, I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig my feet into this coaching and start developing players and help them become men that they're called to be. You know, that Kevin Mawai Magu- yeah. guy replaced <laughs> yeah. Trent Dilfer. I Trent know. Dilfer's we been in the year. news a lot this week from the bullies of Baltimore Dude. when he accused Greg you. Williams of stealing his playbook. Your thoughts? Quit it. He needs to – come on, man. He, he needs to stop that. I mean, it does – you know, I and I, I don't think that would ever ever happen. But that's where this is just my opinion, and and I'll never disrespect another man. But this is where you got to be a professional. When you start putting emotions in, oh, he did this and he did that, then that's where that's where your real character shows. You know, you don't you don't you don't wait seventeen, eighteen years or nineteen years. I don't know how long it was to start saying, okay, he did this, he stole our playbook, he did that. Just say, you know what, we won a championship, we had great players, we had great chemistry, we had great coaches. But when you start saying to other coaches, you took my playbook, you did that, come on, man, it is, it is not, it is uncalled for because now you made it about you as opposed to the team. 22 years ago, to be exact. Okay, yeah. yeah. I went to Ohio State, years. so it's, I thought it was 18. <laughs> Who wins, <laughs> Chiefs or Eagles? Uh, you know, looking at the Eagles, I mean, they they got the better team. They got Jalen Hurst, they got Sanders, they got Gainwell, they got Brown, they got Smith. But I just think that when you got Mahomes and Kelsey, they just have that it factor. You know, everybody's talking about what the Eagles are going to do, which they have a potent offense, but it's going to be the Mahomes and, and, and Kelsey show. I mean, Kelsey might have about 27 catches when it's done. So even though the Eagles have a better team, I say the the Chiefs win mm. – 21 to 17. Wow. Mm. Okay. The oh, under. The under there. The under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 21 to 17. Chris, really appreciated it, even though you Ma'am. took some some shots of me early on. It hurt. It hurt a lot. It hurt. Uh, you're my friend. Just check on your friend once in a while. My, Appreciate you. I've got a lower body injury right now. It's called my groin, <laughs> where you kicked me. Chris. Oh, do you? <laughs> Quit playing kickball. Quit playing kickball. <laughs> like, wait hey, a thanks as always. Have a great man, weekend. Enjoy the game. You, bro. All right, we'll Thank talk you, to you soon. Okay, thanks, bye-bye. Chris. Chris Sanders. I do love him, too, even though we have fun poking at each other.